0: Hey, it's your boy, Chris, Players Pick Podcast. Here to shout out my sponsor, Road Roaster Coffee. Road Roaster Coffee makes an amazing array of light, medium, and dark roasts. My favorite is this kick-ass right here. You can check out roadroastercoffee.com and use Players Pick as your coupon code for 20% off your very first order. Enjoy the pod. And
1: perspective with Chris Johnson. Hey man.
0: PJ. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, nice to meet you, Chris.
1: You too. I like your background. Is that a PRS or no?
0: No, I uh, that's a Kiesel. Um but oh, it's, okay, cool. It's a it's a it's a playoff of that style though right it's uh does
1: it have that cutaway in like in the cutaway is it the bevel
0: yeah i'll grab it real quick yeah this is uh the crescent model which is like a sharper version oh yeah
1: yeah yeah you know is that is that a stock model or is that a custom job
0: so Kiesel's pretty much all custom. They have all the custom, uh, styles, you know, uh, or I guess shapes, but you get, right. to, you get to, uh, you, you, get to ch- customize whatever you want on it. I got, I got the flame maple neck on roasted flame. Oh, maple.
1: that's great, man. And, uh, all right. my, so let me show you one of mine. Please. Uh, I've got, I'm just going to pick a random one. This, this one's cool. This is a, uh a Japanese Oof. telly that I, uh, I put a Bigsby on it. Um, it was like 700 bucks. It plays better than every one of my guitars, but one. Oof. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and it holds tune great.
0: I love that. I don't, you don't see a Bigsby on a telly.
1: Right, that's why I put it on there. But I love—I'm a huge sucker for uh, binding everywhere. You know, the, mm. I don't like the belly cuts. Um, you like
0: it squared off?
1: Yeah, I like it like a big hunk of wood. You know,
0: <laughs> it's funny. I just had that uh, that whole conversation with uh, with Matt Mitchell from uh, Pussifer. You familiar?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So we cool. made a. I I work I work for Keysole. That's my main gig on the uh day to day and uh we we made a custom uh type x guitar which is this one
1: do you guys do like classic shapes or is it is it all just sort of like more metal and oh like yeah we do we do futuristic. classic stuff
0: yeah yeah it's it's more recent that we do the 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 more classic traditional stuff i got a, some Tele style and strat stuff here i can show you too but this oh cool this, this headless shape that we make is a uh X style guitar and uh um, <laughs> and like we like my it's got these cool God. it's got these cool bevels and stuff on it. I got this is my dog's guitar actually I made this guitar guitar for my dog. It's got a paw that's print.
1: Phenomenal 12 dude. Fret.
0: <laughs> how many but, uh, frets is that that's uh it's 24 but it's eight strings.
1: Oh yeah yeah
0: and multi-scale cool. and all that stuff. But Matt Mitchell saw this 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 uh the shape and he's like oh I love that shape but uh can you take all the futuristic shit off of it? Can you take the bevels <laughs> off of it? And it's like, I don't want no belly cut. I don't want nothing. No, no, no bevels just make it a chunk of wood and, uh, put a single telly pickup at the, at the bridge. And, and we're going to do like a, I think it's what they call a squire or that is not a squire, but, uh, it's where they only have one pickup and there's still a switch. And yeah. like, it's like, uh, He's got the, the bri- bridge is obviously like the bridge position, but then you go to the set, the three-way to, to the middle position. And it's got like some capacitors in there to where it it simulates a rolled off tone.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You know, halfway rolled off. And then and the bridge position or the neck position is all, all the way rolled off tone. So it's that's only one. genius. P- yeah. If you yeah, take a look at his page, cool. you probably, uh, probably there's
1: a, there's a guy or a band called R- a Rickshaw Billy's Burger Control, and mm. if you've never seen them, ch- check him out. They're an Austin band. It's my my favorite favorite. Me and like all the dudes, like the heavy metal dudes in Austin, w- we go to all their shows. We can't believe they're not bigger than they are. But he plays an eight string, and I think it, it may be a Kiesel, um, oh. no or a Jackson. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it's like it's like Melvin's mm. meets like i don't know like we just straight up riff rock but it's like low as fuck with the a-string it's really cool oh,
0: i love that man i'll have to check them out
1: yeah.
0: this is a this is a you know one of our what we call a retro solo but it's our telly oh it's um, killer you can see that we did some natural binding on that it's a all one piece swamp oh, yeah. ash top one Oh, piece i'm a swamp, swamp, swamp ash. ash i love oh, yeah. the
1: weight on it i love I do the weight. too
0: all roasted maple
1: love that dude
0: I've got I've got a couple. Of, I got another. I got a blue one over there, and I've got uh, I've got some strats around here. Like I got the, my first one. I I ordered was this bad boy. I always wanted a blue sparkle strat. So oh yeah, remember the
1: first guitar I ever had? Really? PV Pe- Predator. Oh, those were actually cool guitars. Yeah, PV made my, a couple
0: of good. Yeah, they made a couple of good that was ones. My
1: first one, man. Really? I was like ten year ten years old. Yeah.
0: Oh man, that's perfect! Hey, well, that's perfect for me to lead into a, a line of questioning. Yeah, uh, I'm this this podcast. If you're not familiar, it's a players pick podcast, and it's kind of kind of loosely based around guitar picks and uh, cool. and life and music and all the stuff that you do on a podcast. Uh, but uh, I'm curious always about a player's relationship with guitar picks and like what you remember about your first few like was there anybody that inspired you when you first started playing and yeah did you, did i mean changed through the years and do you play something different now it's so solely picks yeah well tell me about so, yeah
1: so i remember when i first started playing which i was like nine or ten years old and uh there was a company called ebe guitar picks or eb uh-huh. guitar picks and they were the little alien yes the little alien picks uh-huh. i was fucking obsessed with those <laughs> i i had and i because i just loved aliens when i was a kid i still do, hey. but i had like the glow in the dark ebe pick you know it's just like I, I i repped that brand so hard solely because it was alien picks and bring like we should bring those back dude. gotta like,
0: bring those back What's up with the great- i don't even know man that's super i'm glad that you brought that up i hadn't thought about those picks in forever but i so had the glow me- in the dark one too i had yeah. that one that was i mean those shit. were the
1: ones i don't oh wait alienpick.com ebe universal enter the site oh my god this
0: <laughs>
1: the the website looks like it's from fucking 1995. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you can still get them. That's cool.
0: cool. All right. So you, that no, I mean, was your first far, thing, or what? Like
1: the first that was the first picks that I ever remembered. Um, but I mean, I don't I, like. I, I got my first guitar. My first actual guitar was an Alvarez acoustic, and it was bigger than me. Mm. and uh then the the next one so so then the next one i got was a harmony electric out of a jc penny catalog which is a piece of shit <laughs> and it came with like an even bigger piece of shit uh amp and then i got a pv predator which i always say is my first guitar because it was like my first real guitar you know? sure and then I hated it. I ended up hating it. Um, and <laughs> like the next year, I got like an Epiphone Classic Sunburst because I was in love with Jimmy Page. You know, I was just like, I gotta get that guitar. You know, that's so, the vibe. Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, bugged my mom until she bought that for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good job, mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, what do you play for guitar picks these days? You are still playing. You don't. You're not playing the EVS. I, you just found out. No
1: i i'm playing uh i'm playing in tune in okay. tune uh 88 I, you know i'm not too picky like they, they give me like a good deal on you know the custom crowbot picks or whatever for like 20 bucks a bag or something and um we i use those you get something stupid printed on, on them every tour it's something different you know, one tour was me as an ice cream cone, <laughs> like, because I'm bald. <laughs> so, nice. like, me as the, the cream, of course. Uh, but, yeah, or something dumb on there. And, you know, I, it's just more for fans than anything. But, yeah, as long as the pick to me is uh, 0. .88, I'd like usually the green ones, or, I, you know, my bass player plays the really sharp picks, and mm. I'm starting to really like that.
0: Yeah, the more the the really narrow ones, really,
1: really narrow ones. I don't okay. know why, but, I, you know, I think that's like a shredder pick, right?
0: Yeah, it's definitely more of an, uh, an articulate pick. I mean, it's it's an acquired taste. Uh, I would say Jeff Loomis is a really uh, good example of somebody who uses that style of pick. And uh, in the new the new school guys, I would say uh, Chan and Polifia. Yeah. they're both on the dunlop uh the purples that but they're yeah. the, that super sharp tortex style
1: you know I, I it would it would be worth you know getting a handful of them and trying to see if i like them or not i mean i'm just i say that because i, I use the the standard pick shape um and then they start rounding because mm. i just use them at the at my crib so much that then they suck like there's nothing worse than a really rounded pick you know so maybe I should try
0: some sharpening. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the, some some people actually like rounded picks. You'd be surprised. It's the weirdest oh, thing. Oh yeah. But, yeah, some people actually will take the pick and turn it to the butt end and play oh, with wow. that because they love that more or uh, like that for an example, you know that band Krungbin?
1: No.
0: You from, no. They're they're a Texas band or they're original. Oh no. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- three-piece man. I would check them out. You probably heard them. Uh probably. they're like a they're like a a, a cross between, they're like, like inter, international funk and uh, oh wow, and like disco. I don't know. It's like this weird thing, and they're kind of mostly instrumental. They got a little bit of vocals. It's only guitar, cool. bass, and drums.
1: I, I, yeah. I'd probably love
0: it. Oh, they're super good, man. And if you get to see them live, dude, it's like nothing about nothing like seeing them play live because they will just get you moving. They're like a almost like a party band in a way, but like classy, like. It's a throwback thing too, and the the guitarist Mark he only has one, I count one guitar pick, for like eight years now, and it's oh. and it's basically a Tortex Green. It's the eighty eight, right? It's like the classic thing that you right. remember, right? That's right? what I play. That's what I play. Yeah. But he but he but he's rounded it off so that it's got equal sides. Like he's played it so so long for eight nine years. Like this whole thing is all rounded off. So he just it doesn't matter how he picks it up, but he tucks it inside of his, uh, his pit guard, and so he doesn't lose it. So every night yeah. he tucks it back into the pit guard of the one guitar he has. He only has one guitar, one pick. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Like, nobody – how do you trust yourself to the water like that, bro?
1: Dude, I, I recently <laughs> – I recently played – the last thing we did on this last tour, we were at Waterloo Records in Austin. We did an acoustic performance. And we had a friend drive us there, so we didn't have the van. And I was like, "Shit, I've only got one guitar pick." I was like, "You know, I'm gonna drop this in the fucking hole and just be like mid set, you know." But uh, yeah, last song, mid song, drop the fucking guitar pick in the hole, of course. And I'm like, "Fucking shit!" <laughs> so I just like smash. You could barely hear that I was playing because there's like no like attack on it. But uh, I finished the song, and usually by like the by the end of like a tour longer than a month that my whole finger is this is so thin and sore uh mm. just from rubbing on strings from how i play i just play hard but yeah it all the 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 nail like always goes back to nothing and recesses
0: yeah I, I i've had that situation playing live i when i was playing live i would uh play a little hard myself and i would start to like bleed a little bit there sometimes yeah you know, oh around yeah the, around the cuticle
1: that and like i'll see if i still got it um no, i think they healed up. well there's like a couple of things like right here but I, mm-hmm. um i i play like you know the the stop tailpiece telly bridge so it's like got all the screws up top and I like throw my guitar and stuff. So when I catch it and I come down, a lot of times my hand lands on that bridge. So it is constantly shredded up here, man. Like when I'm on tour, there's just scabs and like calluses and it's just like it gets pretty brutal.
0: But that sounds kinda like you guys' vibe though. You kinda like like the vibe of like getting in the van and just going, right? Like not that's, being
1: that's the thing. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? I mean, whether we like it or not, if we wanna play music. You're going to have to get in a van. You're going to have to sweat it out with the boys. You're going to have to have some good nights and some bad nights. And that's all part of it, man. But yeah. it, it's fun. I mean, to to us, it's fun, right? Like, my right. wife could never fucking do it. She's, <laughs> she's came on the road a couple of times, and she's like, I will never again do this. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's – I mean, you got – that is – part of the romance of of the road i think you know as especially you know there's something there's just something about being out there peddling your wares and not knowing who you're gonna run into at this show at that show what and i I think i mean maybe for you guys you guys are much much bigger than my band ever was so it's like you you know you know who you're gonna be playing with most of the time but um you know, in a lot of ways when you go out into and you hit the road like you show up and there's local openers you never seen them or heard them before or something and then you, you get turned on to something you're like oh shit like this is a great well band. yeah and-
1: so many bands I've fallen in love with because of that or bands I've toured with that I wasn't a fan of before that I became a huge fan of uh, but I mean th- just just like putting putting yourself out there into the situation is is the, the thrill of it. You know, and even just the fact of, like, doing what we do, p- making music or being an artist in general, that is part of, like, the what makes it, like, exhilarating is, yeah, we're not making a lot of money. It's never about money, but you could. Sure. It's you just possible. you just don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> crazier shits happen. But, I mean, yeah, and that's sort of the fun of, like, man, you know, we c- the band and it's not even about money it's like like success in like people hearing and loving the music like one day you could wake up and you could have a fucking viral whatever the fuck and and all of a sudden people you know people want you to come here and do this and and play these shows and you have a whole new fan base mm. um so i don't know that's the fun of it for me it's like you just don't know what's around the corner
0: that that's that is awesome man and uh I love, I love the, the way the road inspires you, especially after you get a handful of shows in, like maybe it's, a, depending on how long your thing is, but it's usually a handful of shows and the band all starts hitting real hard because you're not mm-hmm. thinking, you're not thinking much. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. oh, we got this.
1: Yeah. I see you guys.
0: It and takes about
1: a, a week or a few days, you know, and, and then you're in your stride and everyone like our merch guy, or team, you know, merch guy, team, same guy, but. He's he's all set. All he has to do is just set up, you know. And he's good to go, and and we're all in our routines. That's a it's a good feeling, man. And like those are the the happiest days on tour. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not the last week when everyone's like tired as shit and about ready to go home, but it's like as soon as you're settled into it, and that and that section of touring can last. You know, it can last a, a good chunk. So that's, those are the, the best times, man.
0: Yeah, so like if you've got like a four-week tour, then maybe those middle two weeks roughly are like uh, the, the sweet spot. the best. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's the best.
0: I could see that. I could see that. Do you have any favorite songs to play live, like out of your catalog or off this new album?
1: Um, Right now, I, I really like playing uh, there's two songs. I really like playing Dizzy. Mm. Uh, it's just like a it's a classic crowbot song so good brandon's vocals are like soaring and and um aggressive you know tom morello is fuck you know and uh and then without wings i really i really like playing that one it's the first time i've ever tuned to C. like usually we're a half step down Mm. um standard but for this one everything's a half step down and then i tune the top string to C. So it's like a half. It's like half step down, drop D, and then a half step down from that. Oh. So I have to I have to play everything in like the fourth position for the octave, you know, instead of fifth. Um, and I just have to watch, you know, not hit playing too hard so it doesn't arc, you know. But it's we it's our closer. Um, and it it sticks out because of that because it's just like such a Dio Sabbath chugging song that uh, it just feels heavier in the set because of the tuning
0: you know mm. that's cool yeah well that that me leads me to ask like I, I i love how committed you are to the octave like you are a yeah. man <laughs> of the octave and like when i and it's like i listened through the catalog again uh last few days and i'm just like man chris has been there and i was wondering i you know i haven't done the research to look up your pedals or nothing but like you you were talking about playing hitting the octave uh you know, on on the fourth instead of the fifth. And I'm curious, like, um, you know, do you use just one octave pedal? Is it a lot of times what I'm hearing is actually you're actually playing the octave more than it is an octave pedal? Or?
1: It's, it's a, it's a micro pog always. And I have it set oh. to where the, there's three knobs up top. Uh, the first one's all dimed out, then the sub octave octaves about, at about 11, and then the high octaves at about one. Um, or no, it's at about like three o'clock, I'd say. Um, or no, I guess it'd be nine o'clock. Jesus Christ. So (laughs)
0: barely anything. One of those times. Uh,
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, right? Like when I started, when we did the first Crowbot record, I thought I was doing something different. I thought, I thought I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to be like CKY was because Mm. i loved cky as a kid i was like i want to do that and because no one else had really done that and then everybody else started doing it too i I wasn't doing something new you know Mm -hmm. and it like a lot of those bands got a lot bigger than us like royal blood came out around the same time and they got fucking huge you know but they are a true octave rock band that's a, a genre that i that I, I I reference a lot is octave rock bands. There there's a ton of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Jack White was one of the one of the first ones, but even though he went another way, like analog high octave up effect, as opposed to like a sub octave sort of, you know, Digitech
0: or, you know,
1: Pog. But uh, I mean,
0: have you seen his I pedal?
1: I want it. Yeah, the triple awesome. graph. The yeah, because you can have one as a uh loop oh yeah yeah you know what i mean so I, I wanted i wanted to find one somewhere so i could try it out oh someone told me it was so small
0: it's oh bro it's small no it's it's big and matter of fact um that 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 one combined with this i mean not combined with but this this new mxr uh poly blue octave i've got the submachine and i love it submachine is sick i love it i have that around here too But this new poly blue octave, man, I am, what the hell? It's got, it's got an expression out too. So you can basically have an expression pedal pushed into it and any setting you, you put it heel down, choose whatever setting. It's got a fuzz built into it too. And then, and then you, you don't, you don't save it. You just press the toe down and then set it to something else. And you can fade back and forth between two settings with an expression pedal, toe down, heel, heel down. It's sick, man. This thing's dirty. I just realized it's been sitting on my floor. It's dirty as shit. Yeah, I um, love
1: that. I mean, so, I, the only reason I use the micro is because it's so simple. Sure. Because the, everything, you know, you can tape down the the, you can tape it down and it's not going anywhere. That's your sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. But
0: yeah, I've never played with the the, the micro. I never had a micro so I never. really It's it's the, the it's time. just
1: a very like, blue collar. <laughs> strong octave pedal you know sounds great but i want that thing man this This thing
0: bro like so i was just been messing around with it like so you got your octave down and when you have the octave down on the momentary in the middle if you hold this down it takes out your your original sound and you just have the octave so, oh, shit. so you, you can make it depending on what tone you're running it through it can be quite like woody like kind of almost i i, I put it on like a clean ac20 kind of type of setting and you can almost make your guitar sound like a stand-up or like a uh or a, a, a flat wound you know strung bass a little bit like it's kind of interesting but then you add octave up and so if you have octave down and octave up both on this middle momentary then adds a third octave up or it's like it, it takes you like way like microtone up um and then and then each each one of these can be momentary so you can click these back and say just step on it for a moment and then let it off and it goes off so these could be momentary but this one's always momentary um it's a, yeah. it's a really cool really well done piece like gotta, i feel
1: like if i if i got that it would it would it would get rid of like three pedals you know what I'm saying, and it yeah. would like it would compact my board, and it would be more useful, and and it would have me not fucking, you know, like tap dancing as much because I I'm a pedal guy, like I tap dance like a motherfucker, and that's what impresses most bands that I tour with,
0: yeah. is
1: that I'm so good with my with my pedal shit, like you when you hear anything on a Crowbot record with that oscillator and and like delay stuff everywhere. I do all that live and cool. it's all, it's all with the Vox time machine. Uh, one of those green, cheap Joe Satriani paddles, you can yeah. get it for like a hundred bucks. I, I just take all the knobs off, set them to 10 and there's, there's one knob on it that is controls the time with it, within each quadrant. So it, it has, it's a four clicker. So when you do that, it'll click all the way down to the lowest and all the way back up. So you get this really wild warp sound that's not like on a, a clean knob. That's like, Meow. it's not the full spectrum of, of the warp. So that's the only pedal that i found that I can do that with. Hmm. And it's because it's the way the time is set up on a four clicker thing. And I just f- flip it with my toe. And just time it and, it, and as soon as I like, you know, I'll stop. As soon as I hit it, anything, I, you know, if I touch the guitar, I play. No, it'll take off. Mm. So, it, you you just fuck with it like it's its own instrument, really. Yeah, yeah. But that one coupled with an Ibanez Echo Shifter, the one with the the, it's it's got a fader on it. That's great for ethereal, like, um, atmospheric sort of vibe so anything that's like queen of i don't know skull of geronimo or just like between songs it's big warps and stuff that dissipates that's not like this crazy i don't know it's almost begins to act as a reverb but it's a phenomenal pedal
0: so are you reaching down and grabbing that fader and doing do it these all effects? with my do it all with my feet oh with your feet Sick. Yeah, that's that's why
1: i like that one because it's it's simple and easy to do with with my feet you know mm. granted i can't wear fucking hard sole boots or anything i have to wear like <laughs> chucks or vans because i have to be able have to be like movable and i have to be able to feel it on the rubber
0: sounds like it's, you might need a custom set you might need signature shoes bro just, just just for being a pedal geek
1: listen i've yeah. been trying to find someone that can customize this delay pedal for so long um you know i'm just not to the point that you know someone you know that can i don't know i just haven't found the person that can do it or or let me introduce you
0: let me introduce you to uh my friends at copper sound pedals
1: yeah because dude i'm telling you like i'm everybody asks me about this and Mm. it's it's a thing that i've found that i can't find anywhere else and I've modded I've modded these myself and I've paid a guy to to mod them. And whenever they've done that, it's changed it. And it's yeah. not the same. I tried to put one of the um one of the one of the knobs on a fader so I could also manipulate that with my foot. And it changed it. But and also I've had Kempers and shit. I ha- mm-hmm. I have a Kemper that's great, but I I have to use my pedal board. There is no replacement. For for the way these pe- pedals react and how I can manipulate them, there you can't put it on an expression pedal because it's it's a s- smooth sweep. So there's a lot there's a lot of things that's like, man, I I you know I want to make it simpler, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I've got like five pedals that have to be on my board for the song for Crowbot. It's just the way it is.
0: But that's that's also kind of cool. As as maybe as you know labor, laborious as it can be at times, like you've figured out a, a system, and it yeah. makes you and your what you have to offer super unique. yeah, I too, love
1: right? it. I, I it's, so it's, it's half the fun. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it's so funny you brought up that pedal because I've been we went to uh, Sweetwater on this tour, and I was like, oh, they've got to have one there. I'll be able to try it out, and they did
0: they sell out so fast man the triple graph has been so they have to do them in batches and they and by the time they're like done with the batch it's already definitely sold out so
1: okay let me let me grab a pedal and see if you've if you've ever heard of it um so these are this is a really cool pedal that uh is on a lot of crowbot records and it's usually on my board Shit. so it's a uh uh airplane flanger um by paul what's his name shredder uh paul gilbert
0: paul gilbert oh okay
1: so you can it's it's got this cool little uh takeoff it's got a takeoff button Uh and this controls it and once it's set on takeoff it's just like sounds like a fucking bozo clown car or you can <laughs> if you do it real fast or you can go real slow the airplane plane but it'll take over your entire rig and be the most annoying sound in the world but it's unique and really really cool um you can use it for a normal flanger setting as well but the flanger's not that great so and that's not a very expensive pedal i think they have a phaser one which is in a different color that is like a panning phaser, which is really cool. Oh,
0: that's cool. But yeah. it made
1: by Ibanez as well.
0: I was gonna ask, yeah, if that was an Ibanez pedal. I haven't seen really? that
1: one. Oh, dude, yeah, Th- those Ibanez pedals like that are great. This one I love too. This is a uh, Red Panda Tenser. Have oh, you seen these? I have you know seen them. I've Red never Panda? played that.
0: I do. They're very cool.
1: This is a a really cool glitch pedal. So a lot of, a lot of times, like it's just. You never know what it's gonna do. It's hard to like really, 'cause it's it's the glitch is so random. But I do a lot of like noise solos and stuff like that. Or in the middle yeah. of a solo, like try to Kim hill, like make it sound all crazy. Dude. and that's that's a cool pedal for that.
0: Yeah. What's a, what's an example of a song that you would use that pedal on?
1: Um, Plague of the Mammoths. Um, like. I didn't when I recorded it because that came out after, but when I play it live, like there's a point in the solo where it just goes to like warp noise effects. I would use, I would use the glitch there. Okay. Um, or like, uh, I don't know. I, there A lot of times when I, when I'll do solos, I will just straighten noise out. Like I'll do a big bend, put a crazy delay on and then do wacky effects on top of that. Um one time we were on tour with Bullby and Airborne and after the first show in Denmark we went to an after party and some some guy from Denmark came up to me and said, like, you know, I do not like you. You you play guitar like DJ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's hilarious.
1: I know I I was, you know, I I was sort of offended and also I was like Thank you for your honesty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, if, you, <laughs> if you don't have some haters, man, you're doing something wrong. Right. This uh, is uh, this is that echo shifter that I love. Ooh. Okay, I have seen that, but I've never so played that. That is interesting. These break
1: all the time, man.
0: Oh, so you're always probably got a stack of them, huh?
1: Yeah. This is like one of the ones I modded. See, I, I put. Oh. This.
0: Is that the it's, same pedal? But you just put put it on the outside.
1: This, yeah, I put it on the outside, and I wrapped it in tape. It, used to be called the Galian. I drew on it. <laughs> but you can see, like, it's just this one knob I can flip with my foot. I see. But That's this rare. one doesn't react the same. That's why I don't use that. I use the stock one because it's the best, you know. But I've got a million – I could go on for days. I've got a million pedals. For the
0: it's one. so cool, man. Well, and, and I you mentioned Tom Morello earlier, and I, obviously you've got some influence from, from him and his playing, and a lot of people, you know, like to reference – audio slave or uh you know th- his other bands when talking about your band and i'm wondering like how much did you study his situation uh as you were coming into your own around your own playing
1: um one second here there we go um tom Murrell, i mean growing up he was like one of the biggest one of the biggest influences because it was so he was so funky and and so unique you know um And aggressive. Uh, Yeah. So, like, of course, I wanted a whammy as soon as I could afford one. And uh, single coils. There's a slap to the way he plays, and that's from playing single coils. So, I only play P90s and singles now, you know. Um, And I I think that's a lot to do, you know. Couple that with an octave, and there is a – it makes it – there's a metallic punch to to the wrist, and you get the low fuzz to it, so it's uh it's a cool combo you know but i you know to this day audio slave rage um what what's it? tree sweeper whatever yeah you know, that he didn't put out much with that, but everything he does i think is is gold
0: yeah it's really cool i mean and I think what what's really nice about when I listen to crowbot. And in and, and, and that same respect is that there's what those guys were able to do rage and audio slave, audio slave, maybe especially because they had a real melodic single singer, right. Chris was right. You know, off the charts and, and you guys have a singer that's off the charts too. Right. So like it kind of the parallel there uh, seems to ring true and the, the, the real um, attention to uh, songwriting while keeping things simple, like, is like what really kind of shines through i feel like in your writing and your playing and with with the band is that um you come through with these great hooks and these great riffs which is something that you know tom is known for and you're able to apply them to your genre and to your situation in a really nice way yeah um, to, makes Thank your make, you. makes crowbot very satisfying you know honestly well th-
1: that's uh so to me like that's the shit i've always thought was the coolest right like i've like my favorite band of all time is clutch and what yes. makes clutch cool is it's big meaty toughy wrists and grooves sure. um and aggressive aggression like in the in the beginning like the first few records like elephant riders the self-titled record you know uh, definitely transnational speedway uh but like the those records are full of aggression and groove and simple riffs that are stand the test of time, man. Like you're not going to write anything tougher than like, you know, uh, Iron Man, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like that's just sort of the the way it is. Um, But that's what I've always gravitated to. And I I think that's the coolest stuff um, and the toughest stuff you know, and with Crowbot, like, uh, a lot of times I just want to get out of the, it's, it's, I say this, but it's harder. It's easier said than done to get out of the way of a really good singer, Mm. you know? And, uh, so even like a simple riff, if it's, if it's got some movement around and you're stepping all over vocals, sometimes that vocal doesn't hit as hard. So I don't know. It's like a, you sort of know when to step up and, and sit back, you know, but when I do step up, I'm not, I'm not really shredding. I'm, I'm trying to like, I would much rather the band play single note riffs in unison and like slam with the drums and create like a a stink face, like head Bob groove (laughs) that, that people, that's undeniable, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I, I hear that. And that, well, that's, it's very memorable in that respect. I mean, you, you, even, even some of the best guitar players that are out there shredding hard and being, doing real complex things, which that's is a, awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, right. I, I, most of us that play are like, fuck yeah. Like we hear it, we see it. But the songs that, that tend to last in my world, at least that I think, and I, with most people, are the ones that have that, that right amount of familiarity and that, that really bring you home that kind of pay off somehow. Right. And this and you guys have a great singer and you have the right kind of stomping riffs that really help that always come back. And I, it's a, it's a, it's a really it's, it's an art. And you guys have kind of mastered that like in a lot of ways. I mean, especially with the new album, I feel this is incredible record by, by the way, start to finish. Thank you. Um, Really, really happy with that myself. Uh, I, I assume that you guys are getting some good feedback, yeah?
1: Yeah, you know, people seem to, to really like the record. And I mean, we we approached it trying to be like, hey, let's. This is like our tribute to rock and roll, you know. Like we, there are songs on there that like electrifies, like Judas Priest, or like we we wrote it trying to be like Neon Knights, you know, like Dio said it, and uh, then and then you've got your Soundgarden, audio slave taste, ACDC, you know, you've got some more DL on there, and you've got some aerosmithy sort of better times vibes. You know, uh it's just it's there's a lot of like rock the spectrum of rock and roll is all over all over that record. And that's like we wanted an iconic sort of record cover for it so you know we that's why we're like ah oh, it looks like a fucking like cherry pie like an
0: 80s that's a
1: stereotypical cover you know yeah. and I, su- uh, I saw that yeah. and i was
0: like dude that's almost like cherry pie right there and- right
1: it's like tongue-in-cheek it's like which is like our live shows like pushed towards like spinal tap almost like we have fun with it you know we have like a mini like sword and stone it's like stonehenge yeah.
0: yes yes two, and two two bands that I, I two influence maybe influences but like sounds that i hear in this album in particular too they're just passing but i hear like maybe it's because of brandon's vocals but like uh you know tesla and skid row both kind of oh, like yeah. there's little like threads of like uh, of that going on 80, like,
1: yeah 80s metal for sure yeah. like, there, there's like there's that there's uh you know we get miles kennedy a lot and chris cornell Mm -hmm. and we get uh you know early days we would get robert plant you know but i'm sort of happy to be moving away from just like the the 70s bands you know like listen i can't grow hair dude i i'm not gonna be a 70s guy i'm gonna i'm gonna be a biker dude through and through with a rat tail you know yes so <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that that's me and I, and I think uh that's um the direction we're going is just much more old school metal and rock and roll yeah
0: well, it's, a, it's a really good uh you this band especially where it's at now in this form it's it's a really good convergence of of that kind of uh 80s 90s and early 2000s stuff and, and all you guys' mm-hmm. favorite stuff is obviously kind of there but mm-hmm. because there's so many good influences even though you can pick some of it out you guys have you know come together and created a new sound with it it feels like it feels a it feels fresh it's like in a way it feels like a record that i i should have already heard but yeah. but i but it's but the, it's not it's too new to like for it to be classic even though there's a yeah. lot of great classic yeah. tones you That's- know
1: that's cool to hear yeah sort of like you know we you know i'm 36 and uh singer's 33 i believe now and uh you know so we grew up early 2000s we were like teenage kids so like new metal was a huge thing for us like we we loved machine head and mud Veins, slipknot static x and all those bands as as well as all the huge classic bands that we learned to play our instruments when we were you know 9 10 11 12 13 14 but uh so those find their way in there too man whether we like it or not like those those big riffs and there's nothing wrong with that man there's some really cool shit in in those times
0: like spine
1: shank like bands like spine Uh, shank you remember that band i haven't
0: heard about that band in so long yeah or nothing face you know shit
1: like that like really cool bands. but still like when I hear it, I, I still know all the words, even though I haven't listened to it in 15 years.
0: Yeah, I'm a little older. I'm 45. And, and, and when Spine Shank hit, I was, it's funny because you mentioned this. I like Spine Shank hit. I was like, okay, but I already have deftones, so I'm good. And like Slipknot's first album dropped, and my friend was like, these guys are going to be huge. And I'm like, so it's kind of like a thrashy corn. That's cool. I don't know. You know, like, and then, <laughs> but, 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 like, the second album f- for Corn, I was like, oh, okay, or not Corn for uh Slipknot. I was like, okay, these guys are establishing themselves, and yeah, just, I don't, I don't see them as the gimmick that I thought they kind of were in the beginning. Even though you know the gimmick has continued on, it is what it is. The but they've established themselves in a real deep way. So,
1: right, I'm yeah. sorry, man. I think I'm gonna have to go. I've got another interview. that oh. they're, they're hitting me up on.
0: Okay hey man i'm sorry
1: dude i'm not trying to bounce that on you i just my manager just hit me up
0: okay yeah no worries man uh i appreciate you taking the time to chat with me anyway man and uh i really uh i really love the new record and great playing by everybody um and i hope you have a great rest of your day brother let's yeah uh,
1: yeah for sure and and listen any if you want to do it again i'm i love talking to you we can geek out any fucking time you want brother i'll have you back back on
0: before too long yeah and um like uh let me i'll, I'll send uh steve uh, some information for you to get in touch with uh the uh the the copper sound pedals guys so you can get in line for oh, a triple graph bro
1: man okay. absolutely um Make that happened yeah I, i'll uh i'll send you my, my personal info and you can uh
0: okay. you stay in touch sounds great man have a cool. great day i'll talk to you soon, all right Chris. thanks a lot bro thank all you all right take care Players Pick Podcast Picks and Perspective with Chris Johnson. Players Pick Podcast is brought to you in part by our good friends at Dunlop Guitar Products, Diesel Custom Guitars, and our favorite new coffee company, Road Roaster Coffee. Use coupon code Players Pick for 20% off your first order at RoadRoasterCoffee.com. time.